This episode of Untold Stories is sponsored by Paraswap. You'll hear more about them later on in this episode. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. What is up, my friends? I am Charlie Shrem, and you are listening and watching another epic episode of Untold Stories, where together, twice a week, we get to dive deep with some of crypto's most influential leaders to truly understand how this movement came to be. Bitcoin, crypto, phase one, phase two, phase three, altcoins, metaverse, all these different things, different protocols, different blockchains, different DAOs all over the industry to understand where we're going. Today, we have a very, very, very special guest. He's one of someone I call a very close friend. We've been, we've known each other for a very long time. Eric Benz. Eric, thank you so much for coming on Untold Stories today. It's a real pleasure to be here, Charlie. Uh, thank you for having me, and uh, and likewise excited to 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 get to to get to go down the uh, the untold path. You uh you've been in this industry a very long time, um, OG of the space. You were involved in companies like GoCoin, Uphold. You were the CEO of of Changely for a time. You were the CEO of the Bitcoin.com exchange. Um, still work with a lot of those folks. You've you kind of like come into projects, you inc- you 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 incubate them, you you like get the teams moving, you get everyone passionate and excited, and then you maintain good relationships with everyone's as as I've noticed. And you're kind of like me, where you like to to make relationships with all the different projects and companies and people that you've worked with. Um, and now you're very excited about uh, two different things that I'm excited to learn a lot about: the Near Protocol and the Canada DAO. You know, we met when we were talking in Los Angeles a few months ago, you looked at me dead in the eye and you said, you have to understand near protocol. And I've dove, I dove deep. I, I dove deep. I want to understand like the different type of, uh, you know, how it all works. And then I want to talk about why you uh, uh, got involved. You're getting involved in a cannabis DAO and everything behind that dealing with cannabis investors, why you think this is a way to bring it all mainstream. But I mean, where do we start? Where? What were some of like the earliest memories that you have, like in the Bitcoin space? Yeah. So um, obviously being, you know, involved so early, I think I remember the conversation we had even back in 2012, uh, you know, back back when we were all trying to figure out how to even get Bitcoin. Um, and obviously, you know, that was uh, that was felt like an, a lifetime ago, but uh, really only 10 years ago. So um, definitely a, a 10 year lifetime cycle in crypto. You know, I've always been um, very consumer focused. Uh, I've started my career in the online gaming and uh, financial services space, um, mainly focused around uh, uh, user adoption and how how people can actually have a better experience. And, you know, when I started my career early, I quickly realized that, you know, I had a really special talent when it came to uh, figuring out uh, uh, the, the user journey in a way that, uh, that leverages innovation and technology to streamline the experience. So, um, being able to have a knowledge about the user and also have an idea about how to navigate the financial space with banking. Um, I basically got involved with many Bitcoin companies early to assist them, um, with their banking services. And, you know, it's always been a challenge in crypto. So, being able to navigate that with some of the early companies and early entrepreneurs and visionaries in the space really allowed me to get involved with some of the uh, early exciting projects. And, you know, with the likes of even just setting up the first cash to Bitcoin network here in America with a company called ZipZap. And, uh, and, and that was a time when Bitcoin was at a dollar and, you know, we had 400,000 locations 
And, you know, that's Bitcoin was just not known yet, but it was gaining a lot of traction. And then that company was wrapped up into the first payments company, which was GoCoin, which you mentioned. Yeah. And uh, and and all that led to this this opportunity to to be part of the, the team at Changely and, and run that business for six and a half years. And uh, it was an experience. And we did a phenomenal job to power and continue to power most of the wallets for their swaps from Exodus, Engine, Ledger, Coinami, BRD. Yeah. Uh, so, you, you know, you name it, if they're doing swaps within the wallet, their chances are very likely they're, they're pulling the Changely API. And, uh, you know, over the years of investing and being involved and really having that skill set of, you know, acceleration, incubation, and making sure that people understand that it's okay to run a business and it's okay to have the right support in order to do so. Um, you know, it's allowed me to really uh, spread my wings and, and um, uh, really invest in, and be part of some exciting businesses. Now, um, when I left Changely, you know, I've had this idea. Everybody in this space knows I'm a very big cannabis advocate and proponent. Um, I, I've been kind of, you know, doing cannabis legislation and making cannabis investments over the years myself. And uh, I've always had this idea in the back of my brain about what problem we could solve using decentralization and tokenization um, whilst in the spirit of community and, and how can we actually make an impact? And, uh, and the cannabis industry for me is so perfect in terms of an example and a real industry that's so ripe for disruption. And, uh, and you know, it just came perfect timing and, uh, and we've gone down this route of Canada and I'm happy to talk more about the cannabis industry as well as very excited to talk about the near protocol. You know, cannabis is actually one of those industries. We had actually had a cannabis doctor on this show. It was like episode 100 something. Uh, we talked about like, like how we talked about physical fitness. We talked about my personal trainer and my cannabis doctor who were both on the show. Actually are working together now to develop this, this whole uh, uh, physical routine that involves in the five spokes of life of mental community, health, well, you know, health, wellness, everything like that. But, um, the cannabis industry, first of all, is so early on, like it's not even, you know, it's still like a hodgepodge of patchwork of states, state legislation. And that's just in the U.S. Most of my listeners are listening, for, listening here from outside of the U.S. So they know that in their places it's still illegal, but it's in, on the pathway to being legal. But where I'm getting at is I've been approached and have looked at various industries that would be successful with DAOs? Like, would a film DAO work? Would a sports DAO work? And a lot of times the answer is no, because at the end of the day, most people don't know how to make movies. And so why would they be part of like a DAO involved in that? Most people, you know, we're not all, we don't know how sports work so much. So why would we? But here's an industry that actually needs real-time user engagement with the growers on the radical other end of the spectrum, right? Is that? This is exactly that you've hit it on the head. And, you know, the, the biggest problem and what you see in all these crypto cannabis projects in the past, and, you know, they tried to, to do something, but, you know, at the end of the day, when you target stoner culture and when you don't really identify an actual problem that needs to be solved, well, you don't really have a business. So, you know, with with a Canada, with what we've created and, you know, some of the pain points we've identified, it's all related to capital. These growers, whether they be small, medium, large or businesses that happen to be related in some way to cannabis, and that can be hemp, that can be anything related. It doesn't matter what 
Um, the, the, the ability to get money from a bank is impossible. And if they do find a bank that's going to give them the money, then it's going to be extremely expensive. So, you know, at a high level, having a DAO, the Canada DAO, acting as a decentralized investment vehicle for cannabis grows and businesses, it makes a very, very um, specific point. It, it, it handles and delivers a specific purpose, and that's to deploy that capital to the businesses and, and people that need it the most. Um, obviously, there's a lot of nuances and, and moving parts within that kind of, of uh, structure. But at the end of the day, uh, the great thing about the technology is the fact that now anybody in the world, no matter who they are or where they are, can be a grower. And they can be educated and involved and exposed to the cannabis industry, to the blooming cannabis industry, mind you. And they don't have to worry about touching it or smoking it. it, it it's a completely different model. So we're not here to target stoner culture. My mission and what I started this, this path on a year ago and dedicated myself to the plant, my mission is to redefine that leaf and to basically remove the stigma that's been very much associated with that leaf for so many years and elevate cannabis and, and really use community and lobbying and various other industry leading professionals and experts. We're now at a point where we need to redefine what the leaf means and represents and as we say, the, the future of finance is extremely green. So what does that mean and, and how can people get involved? And that's the whole point of the DAO. And with this model specifically, this DAO gets to gets be put to work from day one, right? I mean, you buy land, the land grows weed, and the weed is then used as a revenue generation event, which gets voted on by the members of the DAO in terms of the distributions. Um, so it's a really simple model. There are industry experts and everybody you're else. Like that, you know, you're like deregulating. You're like, it's like, it's like allowing it's deregulating. Like it, right. It's deregulating and it's destigmatizing at the same time. So we're really doing quite a lot for not only the industry, but also to provide some sort of narrative and social impact component that really allows people to understand that this plant is not only transforming multiple industries, it's transforming humanity. And it's saving lives in the process. And it's really important that we start respecting and looking at cannabis. And when you see a leaf or when you hear somebody speaking about a, a cannabis venture or business, it's not to be like, oh, cannabis. Oh, my God. Uh, it's not a negative thing. You know, it's not this it's not this gateway drug, this gun slinging, gang banging, pot smoking, laziness kind of like thing. It's actually bigger than that. It's actually much bigger than that. And it's actually much bigger than crypto from a market cap perspective. And it's only blooming even more so. So, you know, it's, a, it's our time. It's our chance to capture a lot of what's going on and make it better and make it actually utility driven. And that's the whole point of what we're trying to create in the spirit of decentralization and community. Are these DAOs the future for, for all, all sorts of of industries and models, governments, you think taxes, voting? Um, I think there'll be a, I think there'll be a future where DAOs act as a, as an engine of sorts. But as we know with the group, the beautiful thing about this world is everybody gets an option and uh, you know, options is it, it, people love it. You know, I, I decide to wake up every day and accept 5% because I want to use my credit cards, right? That's an option I have, right? I don't have to, but I do because it's easy for me. And I think as you move ahead, you'll see a lot of these new toolings and new services get more 
uh, efficient and, and more uh, practical in terms of how they suit for the everyday person. So yes, it's guts and glory at the moment. Will that actually play out into a DAO-driven ecosystem where it's just DAO, 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 DAO? I mean, yeah. Are we going to be using the word DAO? Probably not. Um, who's, so, right. Whose fault is it that, that this is all stigmatized, though? It, like gambling, adult entertainment, cannabis. Whose fault is it? Like, is it, is it financial the services American, fault? The, the American government, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, back in, the, back in the day, what you had here in America was you had a lot of political interests, especially when it came down to the slave trade and all those different um, farms here in America. So what were they going to do once the tobacco farms uh, uh, weren't you know, popular anymore? They wanted cotton. Right. The, the whole industry around cotton really is what killed off the the hemp industry and hemp was being grown. Hemp is actually the I mean, the plant behind cannabis. So hemp is a much easier plant to grow. It, it grows much faster. It was being used for all the army textile, like all the clothing and and what have you. And then the American government had some deal where they needed to put the, the slaves to work on the plantations because the tobacco was not doing much anymore. And they could easily grow cotton. And so cotton was voted in and given government uh, subsidies. And basically they said that marijuana and hemp uh, will make you crazy and it's illegal. And if you do it, you're going to go to jail and you're going to be hung and you're going to be killed. And you're going to be just all the negative that you can imagine or from the early like twenties, even, even before that. So it's been almost a hundred years of cannabis is bad for you. You will go to jail. You will be locked up for a very long time. If you touch this plant, you literally will die. So these kind of things that that the um, uh, media and government and, as you know, uh, all the misguided information, but over decades, it creates it creates the the belief that it is bad, right? And it's just not. So breaking down and destigmatizing and removing. A lot of that um, uh, messaging has been—it's going to be a challenge, and it—it's it, been a, a, an amazing process to see just these past ten years alone. There's been an am amazing maturation process that has taken place, similar to the maturation process in crypto. If you look at the actual trajectories of cannabis versus the actual trajectories of crypto in the past ten years, it's hand hand. literally identical. Yeah, it's—it's it's like, I mean as identical as you could imagine. And so, you know, by leveraging the, the, the synergies and relationships between both industries and providing something that both cannabis-focused businesses as well as crypto-focused visionaries, entrepreneurs, and, and companies themselves can all have something beneficial that gives people, um, you know, visibility on the cannabis industry, access to the crypto industry, and uh, and vice versa. So a lot of what we've created is to really give, uh, you know, you're really decentralizing. Yeah. Sorry. What were you saying? No, you go saying? ahead. Yeah, it's exactly right. We're decentralizing the whole process. No, but you're decentralizing vertical integration. So you're not coming up with like some hodgepodge new model here. And I want the listeners to realize that what, what Eric is talking about is vertical integration in Florida. The cannabis industry is, is run this way. Actually, the same company, the same investors and this is law who, who own the grow have to be the ones to do everything, including the, the ones to be physically selling it 
at the counter at the store. So you're talking about vertical, it's from, from grow, they call it something. Where in California, you have dozens of companies in between and you, you deregulate that. Same thing they did with the trucking industry, with telecommunications, with the phone industry. They deregulate these industries. They allow for competition. Most of the world, most of the cannabis industry in the U.S. is run by this vertical integration. And even the ones that aren't, it's like three or four companies. It's a monopoly. So you're talking about putting vertical integration, making it permissionless, which is amazing. You don't need permission to join it on chain for full transparency, auditability. But, and here's the crazy thing that I want you to talk about if you can, you're adding a monetary value of, of culture, of a, like a cultural asset layer. You're adding a monetary value to being part of the culture of cannabis, which is something that we've all wanted since we were a kid, right? What you've done is you've created a monetary value for culture. Thank you. Thank you. And, and that has been my, that has been exactly my passion for everything that I've tried to strive to achieve in my whole career. And by attacking this elephant in the room, which nobody wants to pay attention to, um, it's something that needs to be done and it's going to require an army in order to accomplish it. But an army is what I'm used to leading and, uh, and we'll get it done. And we're excited for this process because it's time. It's time to destigmatize and it's also time to empower. And innovation is going to lead to so much amazing opportunity. Uh, and, and this opportunity includes regulation. It includes financial services. It includes a lot of these things. Auditability is what we need. Transparency leads to, 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 to much better trust, right? Yes. Yes, because we're not talking about closing up the books. We're talking about doing the radical opposite. As a user of cannabis, you want to know where that every leaf came from, who was involved in the process. You want the testing, but you want corruption, graft, mold, all removed from that. You want the politicians, the middlemen, the bri you know how much bribery is taking place in the cannabis industry. You want oh, it yeah. all removed. So you're bringing it out of the dark into the light and you're allowing the user and everyone to maintain that information and you're de-siloing everything. So, so why the near protocol? I mean, obviously you could do this on tons of other blockchains. You understand tech. You've been doing Bitcoin since 2012 and crypto since the advent of the word, whenever that was, you've been doing tech. Now you could do something you're passionate about. Uh, um, tell me about, tell me about this new blockchain. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, before I get into it, I just want to say that the future of near is here. No, I'm just joking. So I love it. I, I love, I love, the, near. I, yeah, I love the rhyming, you know, but, um, uh, we'll get into that in a sec. I've been involved with near now for, for some time, you know, being a, being a public figure in the space and, um, you know, with the different exchanges and, and businesses of mine. I've been able to meet a lot of the the different stakeholders of Near, including the founder um, Ilya, um, and is an incredible person. And if you, you any of you have you know obviously watched uh, him speak or present, uh, you, you'll understand that you know he's coming at this from a very different background. Um, and and uh, you know a lot of the Near team is actually from this kind of like cryptographic scene. You know this whole other like cryptographic kind of community and 
you know, so I got involved early and, you know, I was also there when, uh, you know, in Miami, I think you were there, maybe, I, maybe you weren't, but yeah, you know, when all the early ETH guys were in some room gathering around and, and, you know, that vibe, right. It's that, that vibe was there. And, and you just got that with near, it's like, Oh my God, here's like, it's like a similar vibe, young, gloomy community that's like bustling like the seams are bursting and i just got that vibe when i met them originally and i just kind of started following them a bit and this is really early um and then one of uh one of my friends bowen shen actually from proximity labs bowen shen was actually originally from fimbushi if, oh, if you shen. yeah oh oh gee man yeah i think he listens to the show he's a great guy oh yeah so my my respects to Bo. Thank you. Yeah, same. Uh, Thank you for but, everything but you've done. Bo, Bo definitely just like, you know, this guy has been around the block and, uh, you know, he's head of Proximity Labs, which is a $350 million DAO, for, a, a liquidity DAO for, you know, near projects. And, you know, when we started talking and reconnecting and I understood the implications and kind of what was being architected, it became very clear that the future is here and it's near. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, you know, the foundation and all the rest of the people I started really getting to know personally, I, uh, I was in, um, uh, Portugal in Lisbon for the first NearCon event. And I got to meet every single person that I've been speaking to on chats and back and forth. And at that very event, I saw Ilya do his presentation on, um, the, you know, just the high level tech and the overview and whatever else. And I'm like, ding, ding, ding. This technology has been built from the ground up to support DAOs. Say whatever else you want. Yes, it's early. Yes, there's no liquidity. Yes, it's, uh, there's very little community. But at the end of the day, the technology has been built specifically to unlock the power of Web3, to unlock the value of Web3. And when you remove technology from religion, like removing religion yeah. from technology, it's a difficult thing. I know, I know people, but when you remove religion from technology, you get what? You get actual utility. And for me, for being around so many years and seeing a lot of different things, near protocol has the potential to be a truly uh, 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 real world enterprise driven uh, set of tools that will allow unlock a lot of value in the web three community as well as in the legacy um uh, antiquated uh community as we say in the cfi space has crypto gone mainstream <laughs> sorry i'm just like i'm so blown away because you know this whole definition this whole idea of mainstream what does that actually i don't even know that's why i like yeah. asking these questions because I don't i'm going even through know all these that... cycles i'm going through all these cycles like you know bitcoin was a dollar oh let's start building yeah. stuff in bitcoin oh wow now there's ethereum let's start building stuff here oh now there's this and now i don't like mainstream well yeah i guess it is because everybody in yeah. the world is fucking talking about it right so yes and we've done a phenomenal job and worked tirelessly like all of us collectively as a group of visionaries and entrepreneurs and leaders in order to actually make a difference. When you want to make impact and when you want to actually penetrate uh, the ideas and minds of many people around the world from all different types of backgrounds, you better come at it with, with, with some fire. 
And I think that, you know, we've done a phenomenal job to redefine a lot of different thoughts and beliefs and to change laws. And we continue to do so. And uh, I can't wait for the day that, you know, uh, one of us are in a position of even more immense power. And uh, it looks like we'll be in the presidential seat probably in the next 10, 12 years. Yeah, we will. We will. We will for sure. You know, that it's it's kind of crazy where we are. Crypto has become, with Bitcoin inside of it, has become a $3 trillion uh, borderless, stateless, leaderless economy with a hyper, hyper efficient marketplace and market that is really good with, with, with self-regulations, kicking out bad actors as we see all the time when hacks happen and things like that. The industry kind of comes and protects itself. You know, here we are, uh, and it's kind of it's kind of insane how far we've come. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, look the 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 fact of the matter is, this world is a lot more important than we give it credit to, and the simple facts are with crypto and NFTs and tokenization and all these wonderful things that are that are happening. It's all about making this world a better place. And, uh, and I want to really drive that home is we're here to innovate and create value for people around the world. And the, the cool thing about what we're doing is it's going to solve a lot of problems, whether that happens now or whether that happens in five or 10 years, this will lead to a benefit for humanity and a benefit for all different types of industry. And no, I'm not talking about cannabis, even though I'm right with that as well. But I'm talking about technology and I'm talking about the amount of dedication and work, you know, even with you, Charlie, with, you know, your journey and, you know, with the amount of energy that we spend. We don't need to do this. We do not need to continue working. We do not need anything anymore considering what we've done already. But at the end of the day, we fucking love it. And that's why we do it, because we want to change the world and we want to make people better. And that's the whole point, because this technology allows people to become better. The knowledge is free. It allows people to become smarter and use this muscle right here and to take control and to lead by example. And that's the wonderful, coolest thing about what we're doing. Sorry to interrupt your regularly scheduled programming, but I wanted to tell you guys that if you're using PancakeSwap, Uniswap, DYDX, SushiSwap, you're doing it wrong. You need to be using PowerSwap because PowerSwap is a user interface, a decentralized smart contract platform that sits on top of all of these. And when you go to Paraswap or untoldstories.link forward slash Paraswap, because they're refunding your gas, if you go there, then you'll be able to, on top of Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, and Polygon, look for the best prices for your tokens and swap and do everything in one predefined transaction on chain instead of having to do the approval to this token to that token to do all these different things paraswap does it all for you it's decentralized they just released their api version 5 that you can see everything it's all open source very cool stuff untoldstories.link forward slash paraswap if you're using any of the other decentralized protocols you're doing it wrong because you need to be using the routing beautiful paraswap routing system and it's fully decentralized too it's gorgeous. I'll talk to you guys soon. This is a religion in a way that religions are organizations of, of humans. Like we're talking about like Correct. reorganizing human society. This is a $3 trillion, not just economy, but it's millions of people 
who literally subscribe to exactly what you just said. And, you know, Eric, you're American. You've lived overseas. You lived in the UK, Russia, Israel, everywhere. Um, and you've worked for uh, companies where you're one of probably the only American there and things like that. And the world is going through probably the closest time we've ever in our generation have been to closest of, of world wars, potentially like who knows what's going on right now. But, but as, as like me, Charlie right now, I look at that with such a disconnect. I don't mm -hmm. look at like, I'm in my crypto economy. I'm in my crypto world. So what is us, Russia, Ukraine have to do with me? Can you do, do does everyone else kind of think the same thing? Totally. It's a, it's becoming a bit of a, it's becoming a quite humorous uh, now. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it's very, it's becoming quite humorous to the point of, you know, all this nonsense and, and um, we call it in the UK chinwagging, you know, it's all there to distract from the actual um, important topics and issues that are, that are prevalent. And, um, you know, unfortunately, the 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 government and you know the people that that want to talk about these things are so scared about the real issues at hand i mean you look at what's happening in america here and it's a, it's a disaster it's unfortunate yeah. and uh, you know it's like a third world refugee camp in in california now with you know 60% of the entire homeless population of the united states living literally around the corner from me by my door and uh, and people aren't doing anything and realizing because everybody's in this like zombie state of mind. It's like a walking apocalypse. And and um, people want to talk about the other things that are going on to deflect from the real issues at, at hand. And unfortunately, that won't last too long because people are getting smarter and people are people are realizing that they can actually think for themselves now. And the cool thing about thinking for yourself is it leads to better results, um, and uh, and those those things need to be managed appropriately. And there's going to be a huge amount of transition, especially here in the United States. But we've got a long way to go, and the only yeah. way forward is to leverage this this set of tools, understand this space. If you haven't, if you haven't even had a two a.m. moment, go do it. Go read about it. Take a random white paper, or rather, our green paper, and just like digest. Okay, it's so it's so early, you know. It's so early. Which 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 uh, sectors of our industry are still needing talent, smart people, and those who are willing to do the hard work and understanding it, like layer one blockchains, GameFi, TradFi, CFi, and look all yep. these up if you don't know what they are. But you're you yep. have all these different parts utility tokens, art, NFTs, uh, where are you, like, what, where are there ways for folks to like really join and why are there, why is there so much demand for layer one blockchain still? People want to layer one is like, Oh, I can build my own layer one. I can build my own community. I can get my own little apage action going. I can get my own liquidity. I can do it. I can manage it. I can win. I can lead. So, uh, that's fine. I respect that. But at the end of the at the end of the day, people need to just start building, and uh, and and the groundwork has been laid. The framework is all there, and we just now need to make it better and and, and make it more efficient, and choose the right set of tools to to see what is possible in creating. So, 
yes, will there be another layer one? Maybe. Um, but at the end of the day, there seems to be quite a lot of layer one options that are pretty, you know, uh, easy to use. And as far as the, the gaps right now, it's a big, big problem because, you know, uh, the education and the access to information, all that is free. But at the end of the day, the amount of marketing people and the amount of people communicating and creating the content and really uh, allowing this the the whole ecosystem to flourish globally, it's a challenge. We need as many marketing professionals as possible. We need as many SEO professionals as possible. We need as many uh, consumer ad, like just from advertising, marketing, HR, uh, HR, like accountants, the, the accountants, like not just banksters, <laughs> everyone, those people, banksters are, they're the ones realizing. Yeah. What's the, what's the term? My, my grandfather told me a long time ago, you know, Jewish, old Jewish man, uh, Eric, you see money, follow the money. You see money, follow the money. Well, obviously the banksters have seen the money and they're all leaving and they're all joining crypto. Don't you see what's happening? So the, yeah. the same thing needs to happen in other industries. And, uh, and we need to start translating a lot of this innovation into practical utility driven uh, services and experiences. And once we do that, and I reckon that that'll probably have to take place in the next three to five years, but you know, by 2000, probably by 2028, 2030, well, we won't talk about DAOs and we won't talk about blockchains. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to be in a whole yeah. different level, a whole different level. I'll be an NFT speaking with you. I know. What did we, uh, what do you think we got, we got wrong from the early days? Like if we have to go back to 2012 and we're hanging out with our friend Jake and, and all of us and everything, I mean, I, if, if you had said to me, Charlie, you know, what, what would this world look like in year 2022, 10 years from now? I don't even know what I would have said, but what do you think you would have said? I don't think I would have said anything different, to be honest. <laughs> I would have said, give me a beer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all knew this was coming. We all, we all discussed this. I think, you know, everybody has their, oh, I should have, would have, could have uh, kind of thing. But at the end of the day, if I should have, and if I would have, and if I could have, then I fucking wouldn't be here right now. So, you know, I, I one of these things like, yes, I could have like held more of that coin, but then I wouldn't have bought more of this other coin. But like, so I can't really... I can't really make a comment on that because, you know, yeah. I'm living my, I'm living my dream every day. Is it a, is it, is it ridden and filled with anxious, uh, anxious energy and stress and, uh, every day and a lot of fucking, a lot of energy and a lot of people wanting uh, a lot of things. Absolutely. But I fucking asked for this. I carry the weight of the world on my shoulders because I know that I can do better and I could create very impactful businesses to, change the way people do things and make it a better place. So I carry that weight on my shoulders and I expect that pressure and I live for that pressure. So, yeah. I'm living for the pressure. Eric Benz, thank you so much for taking the time and, and coming on untold stories today and talking about like everything that you've been up to. And I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure to be here. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to, to go down the untold story path anytime. I love it. Thank you.